Hello and welcome to the Twinkle Trainee Teachers and ECTs podcast. My name is Simeon and one of the highlights of my teaching career was getting to help trainee teachers go into the classroom on the right foot. And hello, my name is Ashley. I also work on the trainee and ECT team here at Twinkle. And we are just really excited to start off season three of this podcast and helping you feel confident in every area of your teaching practice. Today's show is all about thriving on your second placement. So this is especially for people who are coming up to the second part of their teacher training Uh, they might be going into a new key stage so we're going to share some tips some of our experiences we'll try not to have this one be too long because we know you're very busy but hopefully you'll feel much more confident after you've listened to this episode and before we jump in as always we just want to share our social media accounts just in case you want to get in contact with us at all about anything so on facebook we have two pages which are the twinkle training teachers page and the Twinkle ECTs and NQTs page. We have two community groups on Facebook as well, which are the Twinkle Trainee Teachers Group and the Twinkle ECT slash NQT support group. We are on Instagram at Twinkle Trainee Teachers. We are also on TikTok at Twinkle Trainee Teachers and we are on Twitter at Trainee Twinkle. And this podcast will go out onto all streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you, Ashley. So this is our first podcast of 2023 and our yeah. first of season three of our mm-hmm. podcast. Um, I, I'll take, yeah, that's very exciting. I'll take a minute to celebrate because we did pass 5,000 downloads uh, just at the tail end of last year. So that was really exciting for us. Amazing. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's listened and sent in comments and has volunteered to be on the show. It really is appreciated. And it's lovely to know that these shows do help you. And if you ever do have a question or something you'd like us to cover, just let us know. Yeah, 100%. We love to hear your feedback. We love to hear your ideas. So please don't be shy in coming forward and just let us know what you think. And if you've got any suggestions, please tell us and we'll try and put them into an episode. Okay, so it's the time of year where people are starting their second placement. And these are a bit different from first placement. So we thought we'd do a special show just for people who are starting their second placement and wanting to feel a bit more confident. So Ashley, should we start with kind of like a general idea of what might be different about a second placement? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are many similarities. um, So I don't want you worrying that things are going to be completely different. Um, But you will find that your university's or whoever are organising your placements, do want to have you going into um, placements that are different so that you are prepared for any type of school when you get your full-time job. So if you've been in a rural school in your first placement, you might go to an inner city school. If you've been in a one-form school in your first placement, you might go to a three- or a four-form school, as this is just giving you lots of different experiences and how to handle those situations. Because they, just because it's in a different area, you might think, oh, that's not 
that's not going to be that different. A school is a school. There are huge differences between a rural school and an inner city school. Um, and it can come down to lots of different things like socio-economic differences that can have an impact on the families that go to that school that may have an impact on the children in your class in your school. So you will be experiencing lots of different lots of differences um, between the schools themselves. Um, and also alongside that, you are going to be in a different key stage, which is just going to be hugely different and your pedagogy is going to be different to suit those those years. Uh, how, how did you find that, Ashley? Because I, I went from a year two classroom to a year five classroom on my second placement. I actually loved both, but it, it was quite... I, th- I think the most jarring thing for me was sort of getting my head around the year five curriculum quickly after doing the year two curriculum for a while. Yeah, I can imagine that's difficult. I mean, I went from year six to year two. So it was it was difficult in the way of sort of the opposite for you. I had been very used to high level. I was in top sets as well when I was teaching year six. So high level sort of maths and um, English lessons and then going down to year two where my expectations had to change a lot. Um, but I was still in SATS year, so it was still quite comfortable in the way of we were teaching sort of to a test. Um, so I, I had that comfort. But yeah, I, I loved I loved year two, though. Um, I thought I wouldn't. And I really, really loved it. Yeah, it, it is a great age. Um, you've got a really important word there, expectations. And I, I think that is something to bear in mind that you, you may have gotten used to the way your first placement school works, but your second school may work in a different way. They may have stricter policies or different ways of doing things. And it's just important to adjust your expectations when you go in and go in kind of with an open mind that, yeah, this might be similar to my first school or there might be quite a few differences I need to adjust to. Yeah, so just the same as your first placement, make sure you go in nice and courteous and professional. Be respectful to all staff members that you come across. Make sure that you're reading the school policies and all of those things that you did in preparation for your first placement, because they will help you in your second, as you don't want to have any preconceptions about what you're going to go into. Try and do as much research as you can, like you did for your first placement. Oh, yeah. And we have said this before on this show, but uh, your second placement school could become the school you work in. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's happened to numerous people I know. It happened to me. So just go in with an attitude of these could and you and Ashley. So um, just go in with an attitude of these could be my future colleagues. Uh, Your teaching mentor could end up being your colleague next year. So that's a, a really good thing to have in mind, I think. No, definitely. I mean, don't put that additional pressure on yourself, as I know that I felt that personally um, when I was sort of going into university and hearing about everyone already securing positions and things. And it didn't happen for me straight away. Yes, I got a job in my second placement school, but it was quite late on in the day um, due to very late staff changes. Um, So don't go in there expecting it to happen and putting that pressure on yourself but just have it in the back of your mind that you're you're here to learn but you can also be there to impress as well and um take take that and and see what you can do with it 
Oh, yeah, and I should say, I mentioned job hunting, which was bad of me. Please don't panic about job hunting <laughs> yet. The The prime time for job hunting is around Easter. Uh, but I know some people do start thinking about it now. Um, and second placements, it's, it's, it's always good to bear in mind that a job could come up at your school and you want to behave in that fashion, even if a job never appears at your school, just because it's, it's nice to be really professional and friendly with people. Yeah, definitely. And and people talk about good teachers. Head teachers do chat, they get together. So there might not be something at your school, but if there's something maybe in the area or something like that, it's always good um, for someone to have a good impression of you. So just make sure that, like we said, professional, c- courteous and respectful. As I'm sure you would be. Uh, now, I'll say congratulations for getting past the uh, the Christmas hump is a weird phrase, but kind of getting <laughs> past Christmas. That's actually a major milestone on teacher training in all seriousness. I, I really believe that is. And quite often that first part of teacher training is the hardest. Um, so you're probably feeling a lot more confident now, hopefully more settled, um, hopefully a bit more confident with your teaching. There's still things to learn on a second placement. And we have a brilliant article here from um, Sophie, who writes our digest articles. I'll link to the article in the description of this episode, but I thought we'd pull out some key points from here. Um, So the first one, we always say this is, don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. The thing with feeling more confident is there's kind of a, an inverse effect where you might be more reluctant to ask for help because you don't want to feel like you've taken a step backwards almost by asking for help. At least that's that's sometimes how I felt. Uh, I wanted to be doing more and more and more myself and less and less relying on other people. But you have more to handle in a second placement. You're teaching more, uh, different key stage, different variety of subjects, different school so don't be afraid to ask for help and quite often that's a really good way to build relationships with colleagues and mentors is by asking their advice yeah definitely and and they're gonna love you asking and then being able to share their advice with you as they are there to help you and they want to help you and they want to help you succeed so it's never ever a weakness it means that you're not giving up if you're struggling with something it's better to ask for help than to just give up entirely um, as they might have some fancy way or like the quicker way of getting something done or a really simple method that they might have come across when they were struggling with that thing so always just ask and it's yeah it's always a good thing and i'll add to that um if you can observe people especially if um you're asking advice and you're still not quite confident even after you've gotten advice ask to observe someone say it's something like behavior management quite often the best way to learn is by watching someone who's good at behavior management yeah definitely um one that i always try and suggest to people in their second placement is to try and get creative with your pedagogy and your teaching styles and what you're going to do in those lessons so your first placement was all about getting comfortable with lesson plans and evaluating and standing in front of that class we know that it's absolutely terrifying the first time you do it and you might still feel quite nervous going into your second placement as it is a completely different class but it is a long placement it's a long time with them you will start to feel quite comfortable with that class especially as you start to teach more and more as your percentage goes up so try and be creative try and do things differently because 
this is the time to make those mistakes. And if things don't work, that's fine. You learn from them. You either decide you're not going to do it again or you or you decide to adapt it in a certain way and try again. But this is the time to give it a go. Um, you know, you, you've you got there with your teaching. You, know, you now know how to teach. Try and do things creatively. Try and go outside. Try and get them out of their seats. Try and instill new systems in the classroom obviously making sure that you're checking them with your mentor and that they're comfortable with you doing that in their classroom but it is time to really try and be experimental and see what works and see what works for you and them yeah i completely agree ashley and it's an important part of developing your practice is being willing to try something and have it fail and not go your way um and obviously you might not want to do that for an observation but mm-hmm. in general it's it's a really good idea to do this now while you're still developing your practice and finding out what kind of teacher you want to be um because it does get harder later in your career to sort of incorporate brand new things i think yeah, definitely. And when you are responsible for that class completely on your ECT year or beyond, you might struggle or, you know, not have the inspiration or the time to have a look on different websites and see different things. I know Pinterest and Instagram can be fantastic places to go and look for little changes that you can do, little displays or little activities, classroom management techniques, um, that you can you can find and you can copy and you can try. Um, I know that when I was on my second placement, I did um, I saw some quiet critters and it was basically pom poms with glued on goggly eyes and they all were designed differently and I'd made them all with my mum. I remember sitting there at night, hot glue gunning googly eyes to pom poms. And they were quiet critters that came out when the children were quiet and they would just go on their table. As soon as the children were too noisy, they used to go back into their home. It worked fantastically. It was amazing. My mentor loved it and it was great for the children. And I just spotted that, wanted to give it a go. Let's see if it worked. And it did. So I was very lucky in that sense, but I was really proud of myself for just giving it a go. If it didn't work, they didn't come out again. It wasn't going to be the end of the world, but it was nice to to be imaginative. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've hit on something important there, Ashley. That's one of the biggest assets trainee teachers and ECTs have is that they've generally been taught the latest educational theories and the newest practices, and they can bring those into schools. And quite often schools are very welcoming of that and excited to have new ideas coming in. Um, Right, I'm going to speed along here. So my next thing to tackle is, I'm not going to dwell on this one, is paperwork, staying on top of your paperwork. I was rubbish at this. So um, uh, my advice is going to be a little bit in hindsight, but I think little and often is, is the best thing with paperwork. You know, as soon as you've had your lesson, take a breather but try and get the reflection done that day and then it's done and you don't have to think about it that that kind of thing just just don't put things off get them done on the day before it becomes a problem for you later yeah definitely 100% I was rubbish with my paperwork as well um but I had to really really train myself to to do little and often and it really really does help 
I also think, I know Simeon, you've mentioned it earlier about observing. If you've asked a question, you're still not sure and asked to, to watch someone do it. But I also think just observing things in general, trying to jump into all of the opportunities that are available for you on this second placement can will do you the world of good. If you are on a PGCE or a schools direct, a, basically a one-year course, this second placement will be your final large placement. You might go to a really small like week placement. I know I did a week placement in high school. I did one in nursery, but my second placement was my largest one. I wanted to fill all those knowledge gaps I had. I wanted to make sure that I'd been on a trip. I wanted to make sure that I'd done an after school club. I wanted to experience all of the things that I was going to have to experience as a full-time teacher in the security of my placement. So if there are any opportunities that you can volunteer for or try, please, please do. I know it is a little bit of extra work and I know that you're going to be really, really busy. But if you do have any time to go and observe lessons that you might not be feeling that confident in, doing it now is going to help you so much in the long run. Because when you are a full-time teacher, you will have to teach those lessons if you are in primary school. Um, and you won't have a choice. So if you can do that now and gain that little bit of confidence, you're going to feel so much better when you have that full-time role. Oh yeah. And I'd say the same thing with running a club or volunteering to help with a club. Now's a really good time to do that because you will have to probably do it at some point in your career. You might be really excited about it or a bit nervous, but either way, it's, it's good to get that experience now. Um, I'm just going to, do one more thing, actually, because I'm looking at the time and we did say we'd try and keep it sort of 20 minutes. Uh, so obviously we hope you will have a brilliant time on your second placement, but we know from experience that not everyone does. Um, the thing I say to bear in mind is that whatever experience you have on your second placement, that will tell you something valuable and that will tell you what kind of school you want to work in. Do you want to work in a school like the one you're currently in? Or if you're not having such a nice experience, what is it about this school that isn't working for you? And could you find a school that does things differently? And that is a really valuable thing to know early in your career before you get that first job. Yeah, definitely. We 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 will talk about job hunting and we do have other episodes on job hunting and we always say find a school that's the right fit for you. This is the time to find what is right for you. Um, and that can be big things, that can be little things, it could be the size of the school, it could be how they do behaviour management, it could be how they do lunches, whatever it is, um, have a think see what you like what you what you would change and then when it does come round to job hunting you can be ticking off making a little list and ticking things off to see if the school suits you absolutely this is your time to decide what kind of teacher you want to be and what kind of environment best suits you definitely we wanted to finish this podcast episode just with some little tips and tricks little tiny things that you can be putting into your placement that will hopefully save you some time some energy and just keep you focused and organized and um, so the first one that i want to mention is color coding if you can color code things 
colour code as much as you can. It's going to help you to be so much more organised. You can do that by highlighters, by different coloured folders. You can do it with little washi tapes. I know I've seen someone that has iPads and chargers. They colour code, put a different colour washi tape on an iPad and the same on the charger so the children know exactly where it needs to go to go back little things like that is going to help the classroom organization and it's going to help your personal organization for maybe your planning maybe monday's planning is in blue tuesdays is in green whatever it is but try and color code as much as you can and hopefully that will help you to be efficient down the line very nice actually um so my tip is to develop a bank of starters and fillers quick quick little activities you can do with a class when you know you need an extra five minutes or a lesson's finished early that kind of thing will stand you in good stead you could even set up a little table or a station um, to help you with that definitely one of the best bits of advice that i was given on my second placement was that yellow highlighter doesn't show through on a printer and you might be thinking why i'm telling you this If you write master copy on the back of one of your resources that you've printed off or the first resource you've printed off, if you put that into the photocopier and you've got 30 children, photocopy it 30 times, that's fine. Your master sheet will still have that yellow highlighter on the back saying master sheet and your 30 copies won't. So if, for example, a child gets a a, the sheet wrong, does something wrong on the sheet, needs a new sheet. Instead of handing over your master sheet by accident, you can always make sure that you keep that one so you can photocopy more if needed. And you're never going to run out and have that panic of, oh, I've got no more sheets. This child needs one. You can quickly run or ask your TA to run to the printer to photocopy more. Oh, I'll add a quick photocopying tip there Mm. if you're doing paired work and you want the work in both books just photocopy one sheet between two mark it and then photocopy it again with your marking on and then each child can have a copy in their books fantastic took me a long time to work that out (laughs) i love a mark it marking shortcut they are gold dust Um, And the last one for me, I've mentioned it before, but make sure that Pinterest and Instagram are your best friends on your teaching placements. They've got so many little teacher hacks. There's so many that we can't go through them all on this podcast episode. We'd be here all day, but there are so many little tiny changes that you can make that can save you some precious minutes. So I would always be having a look on Pinterest. We are on Pinterest. You can find us Um, and just make sure that you're saving things and trying to get as creative as you can and it will save you time down a long one. Okay, thank you so much for listening and the absolute best of luck with your second placement. If you do have any problems or questions, feel free to reach out to us or if you'd like to appear on the show and discuss your experiences, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so we'll just finish by Ashley reminding you of our social media accounts. Yeah, so firstly we are on Facebook at Twinkle Training Teachers and Twinkle ECTs and NQTs. Or you can find us on our community groups on Facebook, which are the Twinkle Training Teachers Group and Twinkle ECT and NQT Support Group. We are on Instagram at Twinkle Training Teachers. We are on TikTok at Twinkle Training Teachers. We are also on Twitter at Training Twinkle. And this podcast is going to go out onto all streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs>